What's up, y'all? Welcome to Three Brothers. Nah, no, no. Welcome to Two Brothers and a Shot of Milk. Chris is out with a family emergency. He's in our prayers and thoughts. But we will continue with this amazing show. We're talking superheroes, movie, TV, video games, anime, action figures, comic books, and more. I'm Lawrence St. Victor. We got Jack Walker Pearson, Richard Wilson. Gentlemen, how was your week? What are you reading? What are you watching? What are you playing? What's going on? What's going on? Yo, man, I watched Vesper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we should probably be talking about. That show is pretty good. You know, it, right off the bat, it started reminding me of like like Fallout, kind of. You know, you're in like this okay. post-apocalyptic dystopian world with future tech, but it's all run down. It's very Did it feel cool. old? Did it feel like you've seen this before? Or But it's also kind of visionary. Mm. It's, it's, it was both. It was an odd blend of really... I thought it was cool. Like I, I enjoy just watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to that, it's been a real nostalgic week of reading. I picked up this. Hey. I'm showing the ah. brothers. This is my 30th anniversary Superman, uh, Death of Superman comic, which okay. is really cool. Um, I I enjoyed it. It's a bit of a departure, but it's also faithful. The art is great and the story is good. So I was happy to finally pick that up. I picked up this Gargoyle comic that came out. And there's a ton. Yeah, dude. This So I'm showing him this variant cover that's got Goliath on the cover of it in kind of a black and white image. There was like 10 different Gargoyle covers. So so that was cool. And it was fun just to kind of be back in it. I picked up this bad boy. Man, (laughs) I want to grab that. It's, uh, yeah. Hey, did you read I'm, it? Yet? Did you read it? I have not jumped in the Darkwing Duck yet. I'm just, so curious. Um, but the, I mean, I saw the cover on the shelf. This is Darkwing Duck in his classic stance. He's standing on top of a gargoyle out at night with the moon shining up. Darkwing Duck, and the guy is looking like he's ready to get dangerous. Yes, Jack. Yeah. Yes. So I was super excited to pick that one up, and then I saw this comic is maybe a little harder to see it's a metallic action comics foil cover Mm. um it's a newer cover i believe it's alex ross drew this one um but it's in the kind of the beetle man holding the car yeah yeah it's action comics number one kind of homage cover here so it was very cool i was like i kind of kind of want that in my collection so i picked that up i haven't read that one um that's action comics 1050 so man 1,050 action comics. I know. Nice. Pretty cool. Yeah. I feel like there's more. I feel like somewhere they restarted. I feel like there's probably more. Well, they always... Yeah, I mean, you'll see that all the time. Superman number one. How many Spider-Man number ones I have are just ridiculous, and they're all... Every couple years, they reboot the thing. But but comics don't come out that often. I mean, every week now, but... Back then, to to get to a thousand and fifty number one thousand fifty, I you didn't reboot that thing. I don't think that I, that might be consecutive at that point. Also, keep in mind, Superman had so many titles: Man of Tomorrow, mm-hmm. uh, Man of Steel. Yeah, a lot of books, especially the nineties, was ridiculous. Especially the nineties, yeah. <laughs> there was all these it. other covers, so. That's kind of been my week. Uh, a lot of work again, mm. so I haven't got much gaming in. I'm hoping to get a little bit in later. Mm. All right, yeah, all right, all Rick. right. What to listen? 
Rich. What have I been doing? Let's what look at doing, the list. Rich? I've been doing a little bit of watching the stuff, you know? Um, My Hero Academia, obviously the latest episodes of that. It's getting dramatic, bro. I'm I'm back in. I'm slowly Are making you? my way. I'm slowly uh, making my way. But you're yes, not I caught am. up. You're not caught up. I'm not caught up, but I'm back. Right. I am back. All right. Uh, Bungo Stray Dogs. I talked about that. I think I might put a, put a post up on it on uh, IG. But um, yeah, that's that's doing all right. It's all right so far. It's pretty funny at some points. Um, Ranking of Kings is is getting me in the feels as usual. I don't know. Like, <laughs> don't let the animation throw you off. It is it is good stuff. Like I am really into it now. I mean, ranking of Kings. Ranking of Kings. He talked about it last week on Anime Alley. Yes, um, I listened. Yes. You yeah, gave that a really I, good score. I checked out the first episode. Surprisingly, yeah. like I was in it. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm in it. The, and, and the animation works for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what is it? Um, Records of Ragnarok on Netflix that came out season two. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually ran through all that. I think there might be some more episodes coming out, but I pretty much completed what's happening right now. Is that good? Is it good? Because I wasn't. It's all right. I mean, you get your action in there. Um, it's, it's, it's mediocre. It's, it's very stylized. It's, yeah, style. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Vox Machina season two caught up on that as well. You kept up yeah. with that? I kept up with it. I enjoyed. Really? It. I didn't know you kept. Okay. I, I enjoyed. Kept Wait, up with it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I watched okay, so physical is some non well, actually, no, one of them is it's order extraordinary. And let me let me pull up the full because there's more to the title than just extraordinary. It is called Extraordinary. Where are you at? Where are you at? I lost you now. You're really enjoying your look today, Rich. You kind of got a, a an almost Ewok thing going, though. I feel, I mean, like, I feel my like my mother got you that hoodie did, for I thought, Christmas. Did they? I thought your sister and John got it for me. Someone got it. I felt like I was there when it was bought. Maybe (laughs) you could. And I was, and I was like, I should have got one of those. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) See that meme of the the guy who's in a a camo jumpsuit, but he's got a bright vest on, like a like a uh, a safety vest on, and they're like Uh the memes, like you got to make up your mind, man, whether you want to be seen or not. Some places you got to do that. Okay, the place it, it's, it's on Hulu. It's called Extraordinary. What if everyone had superpowers except you? That's literally the title. I'm in already off the um, title. What is this? It's a it's an English show. Uh, it's a comedy sitcom. Um, came out this year actually. So pretty much everyone gets their powers like you know like X Men Marvel when they hit puberty. Actually no, not when they hit puberty. Excuse me, when they hit eighteen, which is weird because they kind of they celebrated the sisters. And like literally on her birthday, so I'm just like, so it comes like when you celebrate your birthday or like the day you like the time you turn 18, but then everyone doesn't get their power. Some of them get a little bit later. Some of them get a little bit earlier. Some people need to get their powers jump started, so they go to they pay um, a company to kind of boost uh, boost their genes to get their powers to to, to flourish their powers. Make the powers come out. No, it's it's a it's a show. It's a live action show. Really. Yeah. How old is the guy with no powers? Uh, well, this is a girl. We following following a woman. I forgot. Carrie, sorry, Carrie's her name, and she has no powers. How old is she? hmm? She's in her twenties. She's past like in her mid. Yeah, she's like in her mid twenties. Yeah, yeah. See, I was thinking it was gonna be like forty year powerless. You know. 
no, nah, she's in she's in her mid twenties. Um, every like she has two roommates. They both got powers. One guy can control time. Well, he can wind back time for like a, a few like a few minutes. That's pretty good. Um, I saw a whole Nicolas Cage movie like that. Yeah, yeah. He got um uh, his girlfriend can talk to the dead. More not really talk to the dead. She channels the dead, and the dead kind of like comes over and takes over her body. Terrible power. So terrible. it's terrible, but Stuff she's making nightmares. it work because she. She works. She works for a lawyer, and when people die, then they need more information about what's happening. She channels them. They talk. They get the information they need, and then boom, done. Oh, I'd hate it's very that. specific. Yeah. Well, I mean, what are the, how else are you going to make that power work? I mean, you know, she, there was another way they, they, they were about to make it work was uh, channel a, a dead musician, but he was dead for like a long time. So like, it was like a good like thirty years, thirty forty years since he was dead. Actually, no, he died in the eighties. Excuse me. And he was, you think the dead stay dead? Oh well, he was. He they, no, he came. He, he they're somewhere. That would suck though. If you're that dead, you're Shakespeare, right? I died in the 1600s, but now whenever I come back, it's just when some person wants me to talk through him. Otherwise, I'm in dead limbo. Yeah, and and imagine if there is an afterlife, and that afterlife is paradise. I'm slapping you across the face if you bring me back on some bull. <laughs> right. Like, you brought me back because you want to hear this monologue? You know what? I, I was on the beach chilling <laughs> in eternal paradise, and you brought me back for what? Yeah, that power is bad for both, both equations. <laughs> oh, don't yeah. bring me Or um, if you bring him back, if you believe in the other place, and that dude is like, I'm not leaving. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not so far, we haven't... Yeah, so far we haven't had anyone. I think she can kind of control it to that to that aspect and to get the bodies out or to get the spirits out of her. But um, yeah, so far it's alright. The mother, oh, her mother, she controls electronics, but she doesn't understand electronics. So it's like she's just doing things, and she doesn't know what she's doing. So oh, she don't know how to use her phone. (laughs) She's trying to use her phone, because she left the voicemail. So she was trying to get to the voicemail. She was like, just just get to the voicemail. No, there, mom, there, no. And she was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. I love this. I'm watching it. I'm in. I'm sold. I'm I'm still kind of really odd power to have in like an older time too, when there are no electronics. You're like, what's your power? I don't know, but I have one, but it's not doing anything because technology hasn't caught up to you. Of people who had powers back in like the 1300s who didn't even know they had powers because the thing wasn't invented for them to control yet. Yeah, maybe. Crazy. That's interesting. But um, yeah, but everyone has powers around the world and they utilize them to their benefits if they can. Um, so far, there have been like super villainy and there's no like superheroes. That so I this think. is like My Hero Academia without psychopaths becoming villains. So you don't need yeah. to create heroes to stop them. It's like everyone's living their life and yeah. using their powers like they would their talents. Like they yeah. have a talent. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. There's not um, one person that's trying to take this thing to the superhero. So far, I mean, so far, no. Like, the, Don't give me the roommate. The, oh no! Let me take that back. So the, the the two roommates they got mugged by by an invisible guy, <laughs> and um yeah he was invisible. He was just like just give me your stuff, and my man just threw his phone in his face, and they they just skirted. That was it. I guess if everyone has a power, everyone's their own superhero or could be. I guess it's not. You're more weird and special if you don't get one than if you. Yeah, have. and that, and that's her problem. Like everyone has their powers around her except for her, and her, and then what insult to injury her her little sister who just turned 18 got her powers and you know because you don't know what your power is until you actually 
do something. So she uh-huh. was kind of got upset because she didn't get it or she thought she didn't get it. And she ended up ripping the the, uh, the door off the refrigerator. And then ended up, she's super strong. Yeah. Yes. That's, give me that one. That's the one I want. You can do that. You guys stuff. read uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? I didn't read no, it. No, but I, I saw the movie. movie. Yeah. No, nah, the movie's, forget the movie. The comic, though. Mm. The, the comic book, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, is actually very, very good. The movie, uh, I don't know what they were doing in the movie. The comic's great. There is an Invisible Man character in it, and it is so horrifically wrong what he does. More than the dude in The Boys? More than what Translucent be up to? He goes to a monastery with, you know, virgin teenagers, and they think it's Immaculate Conception, and they're all just getting pregnant. Wow! Yeah, it, it's That's... and the way and and the way they draw some of the scenes and the way they depict the whole thing, like this guy is the dirtiest, most horrific kind of person on the planet that gets inducted into the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. The comic book is really, really kind of out there, off the wall, and unexpected. It's actually really great read not that that is a good thing i'm not endorsing that at all right but the comic uh-huh. is quite entertaining it goes and there is what okay. you go, it goes there all right um, well take your word for it um uh, two more things i watched yeah. you people with on netflix it's i want to see that there's two things that were not adjacent to what we talked about so you people um i won't say much about that and then physical 100 or 100 physical mm. physical 100 oh, it's a yeah. korean um game show uh, they they take like some of the top like most physical athletic uh, Korean personalities, whether they're bodybuilders, models, um, military. They take uh, Olympians. They take a few. Uh, they take a lot. A lot of Koreans. Um, you got a few. You got a Singaporean. You got a couple of Americans, and other places and Japanese. And pretty much they pit them up against each other with their physical strength and see who can hold out. See mm. who comes up on top. It's actually pretty dope. I'm not gonna it's lie, a, it's a, it's like a, it's reality, it's reality based. It's, yeah, it's kind of like a, uh, what is it? American what is it? What Ninja is it? Warrior type of American Ninja Warrior mixed with um, what is that Korean movie? Um, hung, not Hunger Games, Squid Games, <sighs> Squid Games, kind of like Squid Games a little bit. Really? Because it's like an elimination part, p- portion of it. But they yeah, actually are, kill them. Yeah, no, they don't kill them, but you know, they people go home. You find what you mean. Well, not to jump into the news section, but there is a reality game, Squid Game show on Netflix coming out that they had to stop production on because I think three people got injured due to severe cold. Oh, wow. Because for some reason, people saw that series Uh and said, I want to do this for real. I'll be a contestant. Hell no. Hell no. Um, well, my week, man, my week was, uh, my couple weeks was great. I said, I'm going to catch up on some stuff and find time to do it. So I finished Superman and Lois, Not Chef's good. Freaking Kiss. It's so freaking, did I tell you guys about that already? I think yeah. I might have. Yeah. The I, cast I watched, before last. I skipped ahead yeah. and I watched that episode you were telling us about, Lawrence. Yes. With the, oh my with, God. That's what I'm talking, like, Superman teaches his son how to fly and then saves him from crashing and it's everything you want. Everything you want in a Superman, yeah. anything. Yeah. Um... I, I I've been catching up on the Flash. Sees the last mm. season's coming out, and I'm like, I just want to catch up. Season seven was just lame. Season eight is freaking great. This okay. joint is hitting. It hits. It's pretty good. Um, finally read the first volume of uh, Something's Killing the Children. I think I've had it for a year. Read the volume one. Got volume two over here. That joint is sick. Um, it's it's amazing. 
been saying um, that for over a year. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I'm, I'm slowly making my way. I, I, I finally watched everything everywhere all at once. Okay. Loved it. There it I is. thought that rock scene. Amazing. Smart and weird and out there and bizarre. And it's like, I think people watch it and we're so used to seeing stuff, they don't realize like that came out of someone's imagination. Like that, yeah. like someone had jumped up, what if they're rocks? Like which one of us is so out there that they're actually going to put that on paper? And they did. Right. And I think Michelle Yell said it was her suggestion to do subtitles. They, they mm. actually had them speaking. And she's like, I think it should be subtitled so we can just read it. And they Brilliant. were like, "That's great, Brilliant. And I love, I love, I love the thought behind. It. I like it was about love. The whole thing was about love and trying to find love. And and I also love, spoiler alert, that the end of the movie still was not the timeline we started with. Because mm. the timeline we started with, the the universe we started with, she was surrounded by people and guns and guards. The one of her in the laundry net was not the universe we started right. in." <laughs> So I don't know what happened to the one we started with. It's very but, interesting. But then her, her consciousness wasn't there, though. Her consciousness is, is the original consciousness, right? Right. But eventually, the universe still went on as they went on. Uh, so true. the one that we saw in the beginning was the one at the end surrounded by police <laughs> that fought everybody. Yeah. The one in the laundromat that became friends with Julia, um, uh, Ju- uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's character, mm. that's from the parallel universe that is the most similar to the one we started with. But that's mm. still, that's not the one. <laughs> and I'm like, that's brilliant. And they're like, yeah. I, I, I just thought it was fascinating, man. I wish I wish I saw it in time for us to cover it in full. But um, it was really good. And I and I and I know Chris. I think Chris said in the last cast he was like like he was underwhelmed or or didn't hit. Yeah. And I feel like you have to pay attention so closely in the first twenty minutes. Like if you missed the logic of this world, then the randomness isn't brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I had I had to watch it twice, and it's because it kind of didn't land for me the first time I watched it. I thought it was good. I identified it as definitely creative but i was i think i was also kind of burned out on multiverse stuff when i was watching it the first time right hmm. but the yeah. performances were incredible and that the rock stuff just had me rolling not rolling but i mean that was very but i had to watch it the second time <laughs> i was like I, I actually really appreciated it more the second time and i thought it was brilliant that they had we heard english mandarin and cantonese all in the beginning and I felt like that was the director saying, you can't be on your phone. You can't be distracted. I'm starting the movie with you having to really pay attention or you're going to miss everything that's being said. So I was like, I had to do the lean. You know, I hate reading, right? So I had to do the, oh, I got to lean in. But that lean in, man, I was with it. I was with it. And then and then seeing her do martial arts, it's like, come on, come on. This was built for her. Anyways, that was my week. I think, Rich. What's up? I got a question for you, man. What's that? What happened when Wolverine walked in on Jean Grey sneezing without covering her mouth? What did he say? Bless you. Because then height? He said, hygiene. Wow. It's hygiene and hygiene. (laughs) Finger guns. You can't give yourself, you can't finger gun yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Jack, 
Jack's looking for another joke right now. That's what's happening. I don't know where Jack went. I'm out. That was so bad. It wasn't even funny, though. It was great, Jack. I don't even know if there's a way to save that one. That one. What did Wolverine say to Jean Grey after she didn't shower for a week? Hi, Jean. Hi, Jean. Ah, that one made more sense. It's the same thing. It's not. Hygiene has nothing to do with you sneezing. Yeah, sneezing is too specific. You'd only say, God bless you, or Kizantite, or excuse me, right. sneezing related. So how do you say mouth. that with Gene? Yeah, cover your mouth. <laughs> Wait, that's funny. What do you say? Cover your mouth. <laughs> I think we should go down the street, make a left of the stop sign, right. and go straight through to the collector's corner. It's show and tell time. Here at the collector's corner, we take something out of our toy chest, something off our combo chest, something out of our video game case, and we showcase it to the world. It can be worth millions of dollars or just sentimental. Gentlemen, what do you guys got? Jack, I think I know what you got. You better show it. Yeah, well, before that, I want to show you something else, Lawrence. Since, since, since you missed last week when I showed the other brothers how oh, yeah. good that looks on that suit. I'm showing him yeah. my modified eradicator. And I love it, and I'm also a little pissed about it. Rich, did you know he yanked the head off of the Superman Red Sun I gave him? So the Superman Red Sun, he's in blackface right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's problematic. But I actually, I moved him into more of an anime face for the moment. Looking looking kind of janky. What's happening? I do not appreciate what you've done to this gift I've given. Okay, but how good is that eradicator? (laughs) That eradicator is fire, though, Jack. That eradicator is fire. So let me show you what I picked up this week. You might have saw the. Go to Instagram. We posted that page. We showed uh, Jack some custom on us. So check out our IG if you want to see what it looks like. And if you want to see what I'm about to show them, you should go to our YouTube page, Three Brothers and a Shot of Milk, and check out. Get the playlist for unboxings, and you're going to see this dope freaking unboxing. Let me see this guy. The Yamaguchi. Freaking New 52 Superman figure. That metallic yeah. on it, boy. Yo, he's that got this metallic sick. finish. I gave him uh I gave him one of Zoro's swords. Yeah. It because he's uh, you know, he's kind of anime inspired. I feel like in other any other realm you would have gotten gotten what does Superman need a sword for? I felt like he would say that in <laughs> any other <laughs> Yeah, but it works here. It it's like he here. he needs something in that hand. I mean, this guy is the most poseable kind of figure. He's he's kind of like that um, Deadpool I gave you, I think, was a Yamaguchi. Yeah, yeah, it was a Yamaguchi. Yeah. So there's something funny about these Yamaguchis. Sometimes they, um, like my Wolverine Yamaguchi, just kind of, he's very poseable and he's cool, but you got to be careful with them. And this guy felt really nice out of the box and then almost instantly, like you don't want to engage too much, pick a couple poses yeah. and let him, let him kind of shelf up. But he broke. I don't know if you watched the video, but he, he he broke apart when I was putting them together. His cape actually didn't fit, so I had to drill it out. Oh, wow. Which part um, broke? I, I I saw the cape part. Which part broke? This this little uh, wing thing on the oh, top of his cape okay. broke out, so I re-drilled that out and added one of the extra ports this, in there. That's too much Man. for me, dude. No, nah, but this doing? thing is this thing is so cool. He's super cool. cool. No, that's dope, and. I'm surprised. I mean, you know, I didn't know you liked the new Fifty Two suit. I well, I'm not. It's I'm not the biggest fan of the new Fifty Two suit, but I am a fan of that kind of anime inspired look. I think often looks pretty cool. Yeah, like the mm. play art stuff looks pretty cool. Expensive though, all that stuff is so expensive. I yeah, know. I just bought my first like hundred dollar action figure. 
They'll be on here soon. It's kind of oh. ridiculous. It's kind of <laughs> ridiculous. I know, Rich. But to be fair, uh-huh. your Gargoyles collection right now. <laughs> I mean. Uh, you're, you're hitting the numbers, sir. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but it's multiple. See, it's multiple. In it. You're right. You're absolutely spreading, right. Spreading the money out. Right. Uh, I'm gonna go next. I feel like Lawrence is gonna kill it. Well, um, well first of all, from yesterday, well, not yes, last week, the uh, the Gundam that I got, Lawrence, ah. Lawrence wasn't there. I don't know if you remember, but um, I got a Gundam little table table guy, and I got oh. another. I had to get another one, and they're supposed to be like random boxes, but I I lucked out and I got a I got the same one, and I was able to complete them. So um, did you return the other one? I did not. I don't, oh I'm yeah, I, I did. I listened to the podcast, and, and yeah. yeah. So I'm just, you... I'm just not that guy. Like what am I supposed to say? They manufactured it. They put the wrong packaging in there. And like you know, I was like, whatever. I'll eat the cost. But I got him. But that's not what I want. Of course, while I was walking through, I found um something else. Um, I went there for a charging cable. <laughs> naturally, come out of Target with more than just a charging cable. Um, I saw a Miles Morales right special art series pop oh yeah i was about to just walk past it but then i read the back and this is uh the artist that made it i'm like you know it's not not a black history month yet but you know that is my man is um nicholas smith a houston-born art artivist i've never heard that before a number one yeah that's yes first time i heard that artivist that's exactly what it says very cool. A number like one it. New York Times best-selling illustrator, NAACP nominated children's book author, and a Hollywood movie. You know what? I probably should have saved this for, for a few more <laughs> for next week. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, my man, he he made he he sketches out. This is his his art design, and I'm like, let me get to get to some shine. That's that is dope. sick, man. Pretty, I'm, I'm, every, every time, Rich, every collector's corner, I'm like fighting myself not to get into pops because you show someone like I need that. And I'm like, don't. It won't stop. You got one coming your way. Ah, yes, (laughs) yes. It started now. I got. I have. I got to clear out a wall. It's done. I'm in. Now that's freaking dope, Rich. Well, freaking done. Me now. I'm not blowing anybody out the water. I got something that I've wanted for a, a while that I haven't been able to get, and I just said, let me just spend a little extra money and get it. And that's this um McFarlane. Oh, uh, Wally West, the Flash. All He's right. in this really dope suit. I'm gonna do an unboxing, but um, uh, you can see his costume right here, which is pretty much red all the way down, yeah. and his pants are kind of like maroon. And I got him because you know I have the Flash, I have Kid Flash, I have a Reverse Flash. I put in my pre-order for Jay Garrick, and I'm like, if I'm going, I gotta have the Flash family. Have you gone that far? Yeah. Going that far. So I think I'll do an unboxing on this. It's been out for a while, but some people may not have it and may want to decide if they want to get it. So this has kind of escaped me, and I'm I'm really glad to have it. What sucks about saying the unboxing, it, it is the same exact body as the Flash and as Reverse yeah. Flash. So it's kind of like, for this kind of price point, you understand why it's the same. But for this kind of price point, you're still like, but why right. is it the same? Yeah. But um, I'm still happy about it. Why so, yeah. that that Jay Garrett looks so good? Oh, I can't. As soon as I saw it, I've I've pre-ordered like five of them figures yet, and you, I mean, Eradicator. I can't even. I'm trying to get that at Walmart. It's not even showing up on the sites yet. It's a Walmart I, I, exclusive. No, uh, I got it on uh, eBay. I know he spent a little extra. Not that much extra though. No, not that extra. much actually. I was surprised when I got it. I was surprised. I was like, eh, 
I think it was like six bucks more than it should have been. Dude, so I was like, let's get it. I like finding stuff in the wild though, but you're right. I should just I got my Superboys coming though. I'm ch- Jack. I'm literally trying to beat you to these freaking unboxings. I'm sick of it. <laughs> Yo, we could, I, <laughs> we should. I pre-ordered. I, I I've been pre-ordered that Superboy as soon as I heard about it. You probably still getting. You got it off of eBay? No, or I got you? it off of McFarland. Okay, I'm beating you to that unboxing, Jack. I'm sick of no. it. You just we can both do unboxing. The same dueling, thing with dueling me. You, you get, I got my speeding bullets, and then all of a sudden I see this video up. Of the, of the oh, you should. You still should have done. Your, your, listen, your unboxing probably would have done better than mine. Listen, I just sit there talking about the history of stuff. Nobody wants. They want to talk about the toy. I don't know, Jack. Your numbers. <laughs> your numbers beg to differ. Your numbers is getting up there, sir. Your numbers is getting up there. But um, well done, gentlemen. Well freaking done, Rich. What's up? Let's talk some anime. It's time for Anime Alley with Richard Wilson. Yo, let's talk Fooly Cooly, F-L-C-L, all right? We are dealing with a 12-year-old boy, working class, living with his widowed father. Runs across, very specific. Yeah, <laughs> widower, father, and his grandfather, all right? He lives in the, the city of Mabase, Mabase, definitely messing it up, uh, he is intercepted, or I should say ran over by a Vespa riding maniac named Haruko. Mm. She runs him over, uh, ends up drowning a little bit. She gets him, but saves his life with her, her left-handed electric bass guitar, a blue vintage Rhinebacker 4001. Mm. I'm sorry, Rickenbacker. I'm messing these names up. Also but very I don't even specific. Know. Yeah, it's very specific. Very specific. That was that was like her thing, um, and she ends up weaseling her way into his life, um, and then with that being said, co- are creating chaos in his life. He ends up growing a horn at one point. Um, there's a mech robot that he tends to control at times, and a lot of wild, crazy stuff goes on. She can't. She claims to be one thing. Uh, she claims to be part of a galactic police force, but she ends up being a pirate. It's pretty wild stuff. He ends up saving the world from a from a hand that was about to smash it. Uh, it was it's pretty it's, it's like pretty from super realistic to like all yeah. the way left. Oh, there's, there's nothing realistic about this. First of all, watching how everything goes down, there's nothing. There's nothing in reality. This is based on. Um, he has a crush uh, with a girl that ends up getting a little bit of the power as well, if I remember correctly. Um, I remember this being a good time. It's been a while since I watched it, and there was a season two, or at least another part of it, um, where I think it focused more on on the girl or like another character, more female based. But um, I remember this one being pretty fun to watch. Also weird. It was weird and fun. How rich is it? I'm gonna give it a good. Uh, if I remember, I'm gonna give it a six. I'm gonna give okay. it just over mid. Just over better, mid. It was entertaining. Average. Six I went five. back. I, I watched all. Five. I watched all of it. It was it was one of those uh, short. There wasn't like a, a lot of episodes for this one. You know, some like uh, like a bleach. It wasn't like a bleach or anything like that. But um, yeah, it was pretty pretty entertaining. Okay, Got a little Fooly emotional at times. Fully Cooly. Fully Cooly. Sounds like that. Sounds like a song like Wooly Bully. Uno, dos, one, two, tres, cuatro. Fully Cooly. Fully Cooly. Fully Cooly. Holy freaking! I don't know what's happening here. We've lost the plot. 
Well done, Rich. I think it's time for some news. It's time for some news. All right. Let's talk about some news, guys. So, yo, Avatar, The Way of the Water, surpasses Force Awakens. Avatar has grossed $2.075 billion. You better get the name right. What'd I say? Avatar. Avatar, The Way of the Water. What'd I say? Way of Water? Yeah, Way of Water. You said said Avatar. I need to put some respect on that. Avatar, The Way of Water, has grossed 2.075 billion freaking Billion? That's crazy. That's crazy, dude. Um, Let's talk about some Last of Us. Ooh, I forgot to mention that in the beginning. Watch The Last of Us Episode 1. Fan-freaking-tastic. When are we talking about The Last of Us? I, oh, it, it, it's a it's it's a me and Shay watch, so I can't, uh, I have to wait for. Uh, and she didn't really want to watch it at first, not because she didn't think it was going to be great, but you know, do I want to go into this post-apocalyptic, mm-hmm. heavy-weighted? You do. Uh-huh. <laughs> I do. Dance is she, yeah. she, she wants to watch Emily in Paris, you know. So it's a little she, Emily in Paris. <laughs> it feel it sounds exactly how I feel. Just delightful. <laughs> okay, um, but it's not. Post-apocalyptic death. Um, but it was fantastic. As someone who loves the game, they found a way to add stuff that heightened what the game gave you. It didn't detract at all. So freaking good. So for those of you who don't have HBO Max and desperately want to watch it, HBO has released it on YouTube for free. Episode one. The first episode. So, you know, they're going to give you a little bit. You can decide if you want to go. And then get and then wait, wait, get the free trial and binge the rest. Right. You know, let's just keep it real. Uh, let's do some more Last of Us news. Um, we've heard that it's already getting a season freaking two, mm-hmm. which is pretty amazing. And season two will adapt the Last of Us Part Two, the second game. So tell me, this first season's covering the first game in completion. That's what it, that's what it sounded like to me, and it sounded like. At the interview I saw, they said The Last of Us Part 2 is so much more expansive that it's probably more than just a season. Real talk, Last of Us 1 could be split into two seasons if they want to. I'm glad they didn't because we're not going to get filler to fill in the gaps. But no, Last of Us 2 is way more expansive. There's more characters that you actually play. It's mad controversial, though. I won't say why. I won't dare spoil anything. But it's definitely controversial. I'll put it that way. I'll also say there is, between Last of Us 1 and Last of Us 2, mm-hmm. there's a significant amount of time between the games that they can also cover in Season 2 if they want to. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Because um, Ellie you know, is definitely older. The Last of Us 2 has, what, the, the most, well, I think it's second most gaming awards of any game. Dude, I love both games, and I'm going to stop right now because I feel like I'm going to wind up spoiling something without even thinking about it. But uh, it's real great. And Neil uh, Druckmann, who is the uh, co-president of Naughty Dog, you know, who creates the game, he was like, look, there might be maybe a Last of Us Part 3. For them, it's like it's all about story. It's all about this whole thing is a love story. And he's like, if we can figure out a way to keep that story going, we will. But if not, Last of Us 2 gives you a satisfying ending. And real talk, Last of Us Part 1 gave a good end. Like, if it ended and never continued, you're like, I can live with that. It was satisfying. So I'm excited for what's going on here. I'm excited that um, they figured out how to crack the egg. How do you take something that's a video game 
that's so interactive, that's so expansive, and turn it into something you're cool with just sitting and watching. Mm-hmm. And so far, they figured it out. I the think they're doing it. Are good. Great job on it. And then also some of the, the added details of, I don't know if y'all talked about it, but um, they had the added details with the with the the, the fungal infection. Mm-hmm. How it, they they made it where it was actually well, um, they communicate for like miles. So like when, oh. that, when that yeah when that one went down that street I, I forgot the name of the stalker um whatever the the, the first uh, portion of them when they went down into the ground his hand touched the dirt and then you saw the fungal spores come up or the fungal stalks come up and then that mob that they saw before oh mm-hmm. wait. Oh, wait, I didn't wait. see episode two. That was episode two. My fault. You're killing anyway, me, Rich. I'm but sorry. No. I'm but sorry. even but even with episode one, spoiler alert, you get way more of their life. Yeah. Pre-apocalypse. You know, the game pretty much is you wake up that night, give them the watch birthday gift. She goes to bed, wakes up, it hits the fan. Here you get so much more. It, but it doesn't take away from the game. It only enhances it. So and then Rich, everything you're saying, like the fungal would communicate. Why wouldn't it? It's all part yeah. of a root. It's all part of a I'm with it, man. I'm with it. Well, we're gonna definitely do a Last of Us episode, maybe the finale or mid-season or something, but we'll we'll jump in for sure. Um, let's stay with the video games, man. I have to say that for you guys who love Uncharted, Uncharted 4 is going to be its last. It's done. The developers said at Naughty Dog that we finished our story. We're done. We're moving on. There's nothing left to do with Nathan Drake. So, hey, man. I mean, I guess there's always more you can do, but I guess they're done. Uh, So we'll see. Doom Patrol and Titans have been canceled apparently this season is the last one so it's not like they're gonna get another season to finish it Uh, what's airing uh, is the last i could be wrong i'll I'll follow back if i'm wrong next week but it's the last man and james gunn has went on record to say this decision was made before i came on board this is the (laughs) discovery (laughs) he's like y'all are hitting me too much and like honestly if you watch those shows they're expensive shows and if the HBO subscription isn't doing what it needs to do, then what's, what are you doing here? Is HBO going up again? It's going up, but like I was yeah, watching. I heard the they're, they're changing the name of the thing. So it was oh. Max, and now then it was Go. Now it's going up. It <laughs> was <laughs> did the HBO going up? I yeah. This is that's cool. And so, but I was watching The Flash, right? And it's clear to me that this is a network television show and they can only use this power so much because it's so expensive to just do that flash effect. Mm-hmm. Doom Patrol and Titans are like movies. Yeah. yeah. It's expensive to make it that way. Very expensive. And now you got Superboy, you got Beast Boy. It's not just a vigilante like Daredevil. It's like you got people who need special effects. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it might be way more too expensive for it to be on a streaming service for mm-hmm. unfortunately. But anyways, what else do we have here? We'll we'll finish this. Oh no, oh man. So Steven Spielberg said that if the Dark Knight came out today, it would have got a Best Picture nomination. When you're looking at Top Gun Maverick, Avatar, and the Everywhere All at Once getting Best Picture nominations in 2023, the Dark Knight would definitely got a Best Picture nomination if it came out this today. Okay. Well, you know, that's funny because when you consider what the Dark Knight had already done for comic book movies, what not Heath the first actor to be nominated in a comic book-themed movie for Best Actor? 
I think so. And one. So the, and, and, and one, yeah. And we're going to see Angela Bassett be the next. So it's like, the, I think he might not be wrong because the, the palette of the way an audience considered that genre of film has changed since that genre of film started. Because of this film was part of the things that's like. And because of performances like Angela. Dude, and I'll say, hearing Spielberg, who, you know, him, Scorsese, George Lucas, all those guys came up in that 70s and kind of did different things. So to hear him mm-hmm. give love to the comic book films is dope. Because a lot of these guys are like, I'm tired of this. They're the same thing over and over again. And it's, who needs? And Spielberg is like, no, real recognizes real. That was a great film. But. <laughs> But that's what it is. It was a great film. And every now and again, you have a film that, regardless of its genre, transcends because of the storytelling values of the film. Unfortunately, there is a lot of saturation at this point. Which, you know, it's fine. It's fine. Um, And since we're talking about Oscar nominations, last bit of news, I'm going to run through the nominations that fit in our genre. Because those who are listening to this don't care too much about, unfortunately, you know, the movies that, you know, The Whale is great, but I know you're not here to hear us talk about The Whale. So we're going to talk about the fact. Best Picture, man. Best Picture. Rich. Best Picture nomination. Top Gun Maverick. No. No, no. Yes. Where yes, is Chris is. when you need him? Yes, it is. Oh, man. And I'm not throwing no hate on it, man. I, How could I, you? I, you haven't even seen it. Well, I'm not. And I won't. But I'll you're throw of, some respect you're on You're of no it, authority man. to talk on the matter. Also, we have Avatar The Way of Water. Everywhere, all at once. Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. All Best Picture nominees, which is pretty freaking fantastic. Best Actress, we have Michelle Yeoh. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Lead mm-hmm. Actress in a sci-fi multiverse movie is getting an Oscar nomination. First Asian actress to get a Oscar nomination in and the Best Actress category. Win. She needs to win. Although, I haven't seen the rest of the movies. But for me, I think she needs to win. She probably will win. I mean, this thing cleaned up the freaking nominations. Best Supporting Actress, Angela freaking Bassett. So good. Killed that joint. And we also have Stephanie Hsu, who Everything Everywhere All at Once. And Jamie Lee Curtis as well, Everything Everywhere All at Once. I love that these genres are killing the Oscars. Because guess what, guys? Guess what, you hoity-toity filmmakers and film watchers? Be hoity-toity. I'm hoity-toity, too. But the reason why people go to the movies, like, the box office matters. And the Oscars is a TV show. And if you want people to watch the Oscars, you need to have movies in it that people went to go see. Because, like, if you didn't go see any of these movies, why would you care who's nominated? Rich! Yeah? Best Supporting Actor, man. Short round, Ki Hui Kwan. I'm not pronouncing his name wrong. I'm sorry. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Dude was off the radar. Short round, Dr. Jones, Asian. Yeah. Dude didn't work for like 30 years. Came back and got himself an Oscar nomination for supporting actor. Best director, the Daniels is. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Daniels is. This is two Daniels. Yeah, that's right. I, I was looking at that. I'm like, yeah, there are two Daniels that directed Daniels. Right. But they're not, at first when they were talking about the Daniels, I'm like, oh, there must be brothers or sisters. It's like, no, two different guys named Daniel. Yeah. Um, and yeah, man. And what's really cool is Steven Spielberg is nominated, but for a drama. Hmm. <laughs> the Fablemans, which is kind of like sort of um bio. 
Well, Peter and the Farrell. other Michelle is nominated for that film. Two Michelle's best actress. Michelle oh, Williams. Michelle, Michelle, oh, Michelle Williams. Williams. Okay. Oh. She's a beast, man. Throw some respect on her name. Throw some respect on her name, Rich. As a matter of fact, don't, because I'm ready for a fight. Time for a debate. Let's get ready to rumble. Since we're talking about all this Oscar talk, all these categories, I said we should have our Academy Awards of Geekdom. I want to know what you guys think 2022 with the best film, best actress, best actor, best director. This is our own freaking Oscars. We're going to hand out McFarlane figures. As freaking trophies. What? No, they're not. What? They're not. Oh, I'm I want to send Angela Bassett a flash figure and tell her you won our Academy Award of Geekdom. Uh, what do you guys got? Let's talk. Best. Uh, let's start with um, best actress. Best actress in a our genre film. Michelle, hands down. Ooh. Michelle. Michelle, yo, everything, everywhere, all at oh, once. Oh, Michelle, yo, yo. Uh, I was going with Angela Bassett, but that's best supporting, right? Because I would no. go with Angela Bassett too. I said best actress. The Oscars said that would be supporting. Yeah. I said best actress. Ooh, Not diminishing her light. That's that's a tougher one. I would actually go with Angela Bassett too. She what she does in that scene, no spoilers, transcends any genre at all. It's just phenomenal acting. And there's no way not to be floored and affected by it. She and rips out me, her heart, slams it on the floor. Says, Haven't I given? Have I not given? And to me, everything it so transcends good. category. Yeah, they had nothing supporting yeah. about that performance. No. That was her. She that that was her scene, and she yeah. ate food. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Best yeah. actress, Angela Bassett. Yeah, yeah. She, I mean, she Be- got the moment. She got the best moment in any movie, as far as like just chops. Now, Ooh. Michelle phenomenal from start to finish and perhaps no, more range but no shade no shade no shade all. no shade but angela but that's the only way they do it right they're probably both gonna win she probably gonna win best actress and she probably gonna win best support and that will be rightfully so but there was one year where i call flag on the play will smith should have won for pursuit of happiness before oh, whitaker won the last king of scotland but if you watch Last King of Scotland, that actually was a supporting role. James McAvoy is literally the Last King of Scotland. He's the Scottish one. <laughs> he's he's the one. That. I was like, man, Forrest could have won supporting and Will could have won lead. Anyways, hmm. derailed. Back to it. Derailed. Um, best actor in a motion Ooh. picture in the genre. This who, is a tough one. Who are who? Who are we gonna pick from? I don't know. <laughs> I know who I'm choosing. I'm choosing, and mainly because my man hit for me. Um, I, I'm going to butcher his name too. Q Hugh Kwan? Key. Key. Key Hugh Kwan. Yeah. Key Hugh Kwan. Like, I my agree. man just came out of nowhere, like, out of retirement or wherever. He, what, I'm not saying he was tired, but just wherever he was at. And just for me, he killed it. Like, he was. He, came, like, he came out of worse than retirement. He came yeah. out of, we don't have any roles for you. Mm. <laughs> Listening and, to him talk about his journey back into this bro. has got me so in the f- just emotional, man. Him and Brandon Fraser, wonderful yeah. stories, wonderful stories. I'm choosing him as well, and not just for I mean, even watching the film because you see his role and the film was so good, it's like it looks natural. I saw him, I instant love for his wife, the way he loved her yeah. was beyond measure, and it looked so natural and effortless. 
That's an actor working. It's hard to get you to buy that these two strangers are in love and have history. How long have they even known each other like that? They're on set mm-hmm. working. How long do they rehearse? But he shows up. I, I'm hearing him in a different language. And mm-hmm. I'm getting how much he loves her. Spoiler alert. He's, he has divorce papers prepared. And I still see how much he loves this woman. Yep. That's an actor yep. working, man. Well, and you listen to him talk about it. He, he Not only is he great. He brings so much heart, so much humanity to the role. He's the heart he of the movie. His, yeah. Eh? He's the heart of the movie. He's oh, the movie's uh, heart. Without even trying. Which is cool because if you go back to like Goonies or um obviously uh Temple of Doom. Yeah. You like he that's what he had as a kid in spades yeah. and it translates as an adult. He never oh, lost man, that thing made it special. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But but he talked about when he got cast in the role, he he got a movement coach, he got a, a dialect coach, he yeah. got all these coaches mm-hmm. to kind of help him specifically pinpoint how to make the three or four different versions of himself distinct but not too far that it wasn't still the same person which i thought Hmm. the guy's attention to detail was also there amazing because yes when he's when he's just her husband the first version of him that we're introduced to it's short round man it's like it's like the little kid but then when he flips it's just more grounded but it's not like he did a character it's just like it's the same guy who just lived through different circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. Same guy, same heartbeat, just an alternative. I mean, we can. I can't say enough. I can't. He's say great. Enough. Well, and the other thing that's so hard about it is, uh, it's like you said, it's hard not to fall in love with this guy. And Instantly. watching him talk about just being a human in this industry and coming back to it and how he's kind of handled the whole thing, I'm like. wow i mean he just seems like such like the the personal element of seeing someone who just seems like an incredible person i also Mm. want to just you know his performance was great but jesus man his story is so moving how does he not win this thing i would love for him to just well he's won this thing and i think this thing is way more important than that thing (laughs) no i mean he's brilliant absolutely brilliant and Maybe that's the hunger and fire that fueled him while he's shooting. He's like every day when 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 you've been pretty much not allowed to play, and you're allowed yep. to play, two things happen: you're resentful and you're angry, and you take it out on the work, or you act like every day is your freaking last. And it seemed like he did <laughs> the latter. Yeah, like showed. I saw him, I saw him through interviews, and he doesn't look like he's like jaded or anything like that. He looks like so crazy about it. Yeah. Too. Like he just like thoroughly enjoys doing this, you know. He's great to be back. And I think when you see a guy like that, he's probably already gone through all the stages of grief already, right? He's had thirty years to go through confusion, sadness, anger. Yeah. I'm grateful for what I had in circles and circles. You know, he's 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 matured. You know, in that thirty years to come to a place where he is now, and he is such a light. He might not have gotten the role if there was even a sense or presence of the other thing. That's interesting. Yeah. He has to be a light. In his first read, before he got a chance to do all the work, before he got a chance to like jump into the role, his first audition, he had to be a walking source of light. And it's either you did, walk in. Did they approach him with it? I thought he was approached with it. But I think he still had to he still had to read. I'm sure after kind of being out of it. Yeah. He's great. All right, who's next? Who's next? Next we have best. Director. Ooh, 
James Cameron. Yeah. <laughs> that one's kind of... I, I am caught between the Daniels because what they I, created... Yeah. But that's it's a, that's a hard one. James Cameron. Wait, wait, this, is, this is film, right? Yes. Yes. As opposed to... Not see this ain't TV. TV just, okay. just no, just film. Just film. I had another James. Let me just cross him out. So are we not talking about the same James? Maybe we're not talking about the same James. <laughs> <laughs> I will concur. I guess yeah, James Cameron, and then I, I, I did have the Daniels. Both of the Daniels wrote written down here. The, the I will, thing, yeah. That, Go ahead. I mean, listen. Whether the movie's best picture or not, the world he has created, the way he has captured it. And his direction over over the material, James Cameron. You know, I gotta go with Cameron because he's the only director with the film out right now whose work just begins once they're done filming. It's they, incredible. They're on this blue soundstage. It's like this thing isn't even remotely created yet. Now we gotta like go to work. <laughs> I mean, their post production is like production. The other thing about James Cameron is. The entertainment industry should do nothing but celebrate every time Cameron steps to the plate because what's going to happen at the end of what he's doing is the entertainment industry gets revolutionized. He changes technology. Mm -hmm. He changes the game every time he plays the game. And so it's like, how can you, how can you not say James Cameron? There have been a lot of great directors. Um, Obviously, everywhere is f directed phenomenally. I thought uh, the Black Panther was great yes. but cameron just killing it okay james cameron james cameron did we say best film we're saving that Not for yet. last mm -hmm. so we yeah, okay real quick class, yeah angela bassett best actress mm -hmm. uh key yeah key, key. best key. uh Quan. best actor yep james cameron best director so yep. they're all yeah. getting flashes should we uh should we <laughs> guess what chris would have said Oh God! He would have said Tom Cruise, <laughs> Top Gun. Probably. He would have said, "Well, Tom he probably Cruise, top, top Gun." Yeah, probably Top Gun would have won in all categories across the board. Because he wasn't crazy about Avatar. Nope. He might have gave Angela Bassett it, though. Nah, it's Chris. He would have had to have been wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll give. I'll say Chris would have said Angela Bassett. You know, Chris sticks with the black. Yeah, yeah I mean, and he, he liked Wakanda proud. forever. He did yeah. like Wakanda forever. Rich, you were on the fence with Wakanda forever. I mean, listen, it was just but that, not so. with her performance. Yeah, her performance no. was great. It transcends everything. I think in in I you know I want to save it for, let's save it for next week. Let's do like a real quick recap. What would you choose? Yeah, <laughs> you, okay. Yeah. Um, best film. Best film. This is hard. This I, I got to like, be honest. It? For, for me, and now I'm just speaking truthfully for a second. For me, the best film that came out last year was The Banshees of Inisherin. In our genre. I know, I know, but I got to say it before I say whatever else I'm going to say. The Banshees. No, is... you don't got to go into it. Jack, stop. They're, right. they, they're coming to us because they're tired right. of that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're almost maybe half right. <laughs> that movie's good. I'm sure. Best film in our genre. Well, what are we talking about? We're talking about Top Gun. We're talking about everything. We're talking about Avatar. We're talking, talking about, about Black Panther. Ever. 
And Black so my Adam? Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. No, no, that would get the Razzie Award if it got anything. What are you talking about? Yes, we're talking about those. The Batman as well, like 2022. Batman was earlier this year. Yeah, it was like... Uh, yeah, it was 2022. It was 2022. Spider-Man oh, wow. No Way Home is uh, end of 2021. I always got to think about that every time I think of the best list because like, it just missed it. Um, hmm. I'm going to and go. My, and, and honestly, my answer would have been very different a, a, a week ago. But since I just saw every everything everywhere all at once, yo, to me that's the best film in our genre of 2022. It does everything. You grieve, you laugh. It has action. It makes you lean in because you're like, what the heck is going on here? It, it reminded me of how I felt watching The Matrix. I'm not saying it's The Matrix, but it did that thing where it's like discovering the world as it's going. Mm-hmm. And I it's- and Avatar is great, but it doesn't have the script that this has. It's, no, it's not got the story. And, and, then, and Jake Sully's a, a what do you call scumbag. him? Scumbag. Scumbag. <laughs> it makes it hard to have a best people. picture when your protagonist is a scumbag. I don't feel the same about Jake, but I understand. Everything, <sighs> everywhere, all at once. To me, it's a one-of-a-kind film. It's one of those, it's, it's, it's that freaking inception. It's those one-of-a-kind films that pop up every 10 years that you'll never see something like, you'll see like versions of, you know, the multiverse. But this one? Rich, she is such a loser in life that every time something bad happened to her, it created a universe where something good happened to her. She's such a loser. She's able to pull all these amazing skills only because she sucks so much in her universe. So she's created alternates where she's that's good. That's what you got from that? That's what, no, that's what they said. The dude was like, it's crazy how much her web branches out. Uh-huh. But it's because every time you go right, then there's another universe that went left. So okay. since she's failed at so many things, that means there's universes where she succeeded at so many things. So right. she's okay. able to pull skills from different versions of herself. And the, and the dude was like looking at the computer and was like, usually no one's able to go this far past. Usually right. someone in their alternate universe is pretty similar. Differences, yeah. they like red instead of blue. Like, so it was, it was, like Chris, Chris broke it down like, like the one. But it's not like the one. Yeah. You got to, you know, here she had access to all of them at, mm. at will. Right. And yeah, yeah. Like, and, and that's that's, was, the, that's the part I liked about it is the fact that you had this multiverse, but you know, you, you don't physically go there. You you mentally go there. Right. So she she had kind of and then they can experience like both sides of the consciousness almost like they're sharing a body at times. They like are when she was fighting in one universe, you know, the other when universe she got hit, hit. In the other you know, yeah, yeah. But it was like, but it was only because she was so unremarkable here. So she was a she didn't pursue singing here, which means in another world she's a star there, so mm-hmm. she can grab that star's breath control. Here she didn't go into the movies or learn martial arts. Here that means there she's a sick martial artist. Here she can't cook, so there she's a master like sous chef or whatever. Here she didn't have hot dog hands. There she has hot dog hands and rich. There's something very essential about these hot dog hands. They sucking the mustard out of these. It's the most and like, and that's why it's best film. Like these directors wrote a movie and created a movie where they sat down and said, you know what? Hot dog hands. Yeah, like where did that come from? It just came out of nowhere. I'm like, but I appreciate it. It's as random as two rocks on a hill having the most existential conversation you've ever read in your life. If I was Kevin Feige. And the director of Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness, and I watched this movie. 
after we put ours out? How dare we call ourselves the multiverse of madness? Well, no, it's appropriate because that movie was maddening. <laughs> I'm choosing everything everywhere all at once. That's the best film for me. I'm conflicted. You know, I don't even think uh, that was on the top three movies when we did uh, best I movies. Didn't see it yet. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. I kind of agree. I mean, when you consider the creative imagination of the film, and it was kind of like all bets are off and everything can be a yes, you know? It's it's rare when you got a movie that lets everything be... Everywhere. All at yeah. once. <laughs> yeah, well, literally. When, when anything is a yes in a film, it's rare to see a movie like that. Like, uh, what, Eternal Sunshine was maybe adjacent to that vibe where you're like it's very out of the box mm-hmm. but incredible to experience top gun what they do in that oh, top gun movie and you haven't seen it but i said i'll put in chris's pitch what they are doing in that film is incredible um avatar what they are cinematically doing in that film is yeah. incredible mm-hmm. um the world of uh, Wakanda Forever. Especially knowing the pivot they had to make. Masterpiece. With or without the pivot. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, sometimes being put into a position like that uh, makes the content better. And nah. they gave his, this... His original movie would have floored you. I believe it. I believe it. T'Challa um, trying to figure out how to be king after being zapped away for five years, coming back right. to his son he doesn't know, and it's his father's son adventure. Oh, that was that, that was that was that's what it was gonna be. It's gonna what? be him and his son, like take your son to work. <laughs> Except his work is Black Panther and King. And I get to know my son because I've been blipped for five years. Yeah. All right. Amazing. That'd, that'd have been good. You know, I might just sticking with the honor of this evening. Since we all seem to be on the same page with everything, it's been a very uneventful debate. I'm going to stick to that, and I'll agree with you. Maybe it may have been the best picture in our genre this year. I think so. Rich? Yeah, I'm going to have to go the same route. Um, I mean, the Batman was good. I forgot about the Batman, but the Batman was good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Avatar, The Way of Water, it it looks good, but like really look at this, the stories, just like it's all right. It's fine. But it also yeah. ends yeah. the way the first one ends. Yeah. And I feel Might like the next the one's going to be the same way. They're just going to go to another tribe, learn their way of living. We can't then... say anything about it's like part one. If we if he's saying Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> Absolutely. That, that's why, you know. I'm saying what they did in that film, though. Yeah, it yeah. looks good. Oh, you're talking about Top Gun Maverick. I'm talking about, oh, I'm talking about both. <laughs> Avatar. Avatar looks great. All right, let me even say good. It looks great. It 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 just you know blows the mind on what they're doing with the CG, and hopefully they can elevate that in part three. But everything, everywhere, all at once. Come on, it's, it just hit, and it came out. Another. It's like one of those things I had on my on my list, on my Hulu list, and I it was just saved there. And I'm like, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And I finally got to it. What a delight! You're <laughs> like. And, and, and I got to say this about it. It's not a book. It's not a comic book. Yeah. It's not a version of it that came out 20 years ago. It, it, there is no IP. This just came out of some people's imaginations. And, and it's the same way I felt about in, um, Inception. Mm. With Christopher, and I'm like, I wish Nolan won because 
it birthed out of his mind. Everything is IP. Everything's a sequel. Everything's a reboot. Yes. And that's fine. But this is a freaking gem when it's just like, oh, this came from nowhere. It, it's it's just here. Yeah, it's, oh, one of the, it's one of those things that it, it needs to win because, like you said, we're in, we're in, like right now we're in a genre of like recycling things or like reimagining things. Everything, a book, not, a bio piece, yeah, right. Everything. There's not a lot of like original, like great original works out there, and this is it. This is it. Wow. Yes. You know what? You are both so right because w- the entertainment industry historically will put their money on something that they know already has even a remote fan base before they put their money on something that is original. And so for something that is original to just come out swinging as hard as this movie has, it actually benefits everyone if it wins, because it kind of says, Hey, take take some of those risks. And usually these movies are so amazing because it's been like pitched for a decade. Because mm-hmm. they, they kept saying no because they wanted IP they can draw. Right. You know? Um, Chris would have been a perfect here because he does not, he didn't like this movie. So it would have been a great debate. <laughs> He's like, man, Top Gun, y'all Top, crazy. Top Gun, y'all stupid. Um, that's our debate. Sort of the most agreeable debate. But let us know your yeah, thoughts, man. Hit us up on Instagram. Uh, let us know. But now I think it's time to get to the reason why we're here. It's time for the main event. We're talking about Megan. Megan. Or Megan. Megan, stop, please. <laughs> it's definitely Megan. Come on now. Y'all don't know where that's from, Key and Peele? Megan? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> Megan, gosh, come on. Um, we're talking <laughs> really about... Your impression there. <laughs> oh, Megan's my jam. I want to see a parody where George, George and Peele does this as Megan. But it's like a sex doll that that's AI. It is me. Oh man! Yeah. All right. Let me uh, read this synopsis. We'll give you our spoiler-free thoughts, and then we'll jump into spoiler territory. A robotics engineer at a toy company builds a lifelike doll that begins to take on a life of its own. Mm-hmm. Megan, Megan. Sorry, I'm Megan. <laughs> I'll start, man. I enjoyed the heck out of this movie. This movie to me was like the best version of whatever this could be. <laughs> like a doll coming to life and haunting you. We saw it with a child's play. And I feel like this movie is probably better than every child's play movie with the exception of part one, <laughs> including the reboot. I dug Nagin. I um, I'm, I mean, it was all right. I'm going to give it a... Um... I will call this a child's play mixed with uh, brats mixed with um, a little bit of Terminator. Terminator, yes, yeah. a little bit. Of yes, nice shirt. Yeah. Oh, thank you, sir. I just got to get more. Show us your S. Look at my S. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, Lawrence, for those of you listening, not watching, Lawrence is. Wearing a Superman hoodie and it looks good. Oh, got you, some sir. multiverse colors going on. Yes. Um, yeah. I enjoyed Megan, but I liked it the first time I saw it when it was called Child's Play. <laughs> <laughs> True. 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 I ain't not about it. True. Let's get into the spoiler territory. We're about to do our recap. So be warned. Yo, this movie opens up. 
like all horror movie thriller type movies open up with a jump freaking scare. We're in the car with this little girl and her parents, and she has this. It's supposed to be like a Furby or something. Yeah, something yeah. like that kind of Furby. Yeah, yeah. yeah robotic screen, version. Of she it. has a robotic version that you can control, but it opens up with this amazing promo campaign of this kind of a doll, and I loved it because it set the tone. It let you know, like, we're having fun here. We're taking. We're not taking ourselves too seriously in this movie. We're poking fun, and then we see this doll that you can literally feed, and it will poop. Because kids <laughs> like that stuff. They do. <laughs> yes, they like to clean up fake poop. And they have this doll, and the parents are stuck on a freaking snowy road, and they're not used to driving on that road. And it's two they can't see, and freaking truck, bam, hits them. Big first jump scare. Boom. Freaking sad. Sad as hell. Then we see Gemma, who's working in this robotics department, and she's like tasked to make a brand new, uh, cheaper version of what they're creating. Because like everywhere else, your competitor comes out with the same thing and charges less. That blue magic, man. That American gangster. We just going to call yeah. it. You know, that blue magic, baby. And then but she has this thing she's working on. This 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 weirdly Westworld, anatomically yeah. correct yeah. doll that I don't think anybody would want in their house. We were trained to not want things like that. <laughs> you ought to be like, get that so, thing out of here. There must not have been a child play in this universe. Because if there was, nobody's wanting that doll. Yeah. And it blows up, yo. And then and then and then but the but Gemma takes in her freaking daughter. And you guys can jump it in and blows up for the stupidest yeah. reason. This well, guy, that guy needed to be fired. put in the cooling chip, essentially, and just what blew up a hundred thousand dollars in front of everybody, essentially. And still has a job. And it's still yeah. part of her team. Yeah. Well, exactly. Right. I'm like, well, he's obviously fired, right? You're only gonna make that mistake once. <laughs> and you're done. You're done. Um, and just the just context, they weren't even supposed to be working on it. Right. So they were secretly making this and blowing a hundred thousand dollars away. Yeah. For this thing. Yeah. And yeah. And the movie would have started twice as fast. If she didn't have a negligent piece of horse poop on her squad, because it would have worked for the guy that owned or ran the company or was the president, and he would have said, "Yeah, let's get this thing going." Yeah. But it did. Well, I feel like they they needed that, so it's kind of like an, a rush element. So she forgot to like add certain certain like fail safes in it. Because I feel like, listen, a major fail safe is you don't har- harm people. Yeah, like I think uh, agree. Robot and like code. anyone who's ever been hit to Skynet, you'd think that'd be like the first thing you went. There's obviously not Terminator Two Judgment Day in this world. Like right, like we're gonna hook this up to the <laughs> internet. Is what you're doing? It's ever evolving. No, no. This a- piece of AI is gonna learn its host and continue to learn it and be able to think on its own. Great That's idea, how- right? Yeah. Well, that was, <laughs> what that was- can go wrong? That was smart on their point as a as a writer creating their script. What they gave us in that moment was that the engineers were never actually going to be able to code that kind of coding in order to give her that kind of conscious behavior. And so they gave that task to the robot itself to uh, create the code. Right, which is which is why they literally tell us that in the script. You would you were never able to do that. That's why I did it. No, they, and, and I thought that was pretty brilliant. The little girl comes to live with her aunt and sees what she's working on and pretty much uses her her niece, who she has no real relationship with. We never even really see Gemma process the fact that her sister died. 
Yeah, but she's so she's she's so caught up in her work and might be a sociopath, <laughs> possibly, um, that she's not able to emotionally be there for her niece. And this is why I love the movie. It did more than it had to do. This movie showed us grief. And as a parent, the temptation to have something to parent for you so you can like yeah. have your life. And, mm-hmm. and and the temptation to want that there and to watch and then to watch it eventually parent better than you. And then we see that in the film, we see her deal with like, like Megan's replacing you. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really smart from a writing standpoint. Like that didn't have to be in here. It could have just been child's play, but that's mm-hmm. the element of child's play that's not there. It's not just the doll that comes to life. It's like your inability to be here for her created this vacuum well, and then her know- attachment to it. And that scene, the second scene where they're pitching the robot to the higher, higher ups. Yes. And and the girl breaks down because she's she's dealing with the grief and loss of her parents. And Mm -hmm. then what Megan does in that scene, that's where this film really gets good for me. Those moments where the story is does have some depth to it and the acting and the performances are actually really good for a movie of this genre and style. Otherwise it it really is just kind of another child's play ex machina Terminator kind of thing. Which would have been fine. But the fact that they, they put these elements in there and the idea that Megan isn't this AI that wants to be real. That's why it's killing its sole purpose to be independent. She's like, right. no, yeah. I'm doing all this because this little girl. Except for at the end where she's like, yeah. you ungrateful. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. Uh, she's she angry now. But so, so yes. Yeah, so basically, yes, yeah, she uses her her niece and, 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 and the board's all behind it. And like you said, Rich, I think you're right. It was smart to have that thing messed up in the beginning. Because these are, there probably would have been more self-face put, self fail safes put in place. This mm-hmm. actually is just a working sample. It's not supposed well, it, to be in your home if, yet. If right. it didn't blow up in the beginning, it would have never got paired to the girl because it would right. have been approved or disapproved by the boss right there. And yeah. by the time, and if it didn't blow up in the beginning, they probably would have had time to work on it. Right. Like it was in this girl, it was bonded with this child before you guys worked through any of the things you would have worked through. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, but you see Gemma allow this to happen, not just because she's ambitious, but because she doesn't know how to mother this girl. She's mm-hmm. she used it as a way to like you do it. Well, yeah. but it was also a way of her helping the kid cope with the grief, right? Because they bonded Both. on the moment where the kid walked in there and saw the old school, which was also very high-tech robot. But yeah. she made it like college. Power gloves. Yeah. You knew that was going to come back. You know what that reminded me of? There was a movie. With, uh, Real Jack Steel? <laughs> Real no, Steel? No, no, no. Even know. further than that. It was. Oh, uh, I think know. I know. Um, uh, it was like in the 80s, like, right? Yeah, it was a clown. It was a clown character, but the guy oh, was. Oh, FX. Clown. FX. Yes. Right. It reminded me of FX because in FX, the guy has this clown mannequin that he controls with like. Hands. Yeah, it's like a like a bodysuit type thing. I never saw that. Exactly. Every, every, every time was on, every time was on, it just looked too weird for me. I was like, this thing looks weird. Uh, that's how he beat. That's how he basically beats the end guy. So the second yeah. we saw her put this power suits on, I thought, oh, FX. 
Yeah. I guess that dates me, but I was like, all right, you know, that's going to come back and that's going to be the other Terminator fighting the Terminator at the end of the movie. So there was, yes. there was nothing unexpected about this film. Yeah. But, what, except but again, the emotional, except for the emotional, part. Yeah, the emotional part was that, that was like, okay, they got something here. But yeah, the rest they, of it, I was like, I know what's going on. I know, I yeah. know exactly how this is going to end. But then, yo, let me tell you something. When Megan, like Megan now, is 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 out in the wild with her and living her life with the girl, and that dog, little girl gets attacked by a dog, and we see Megan also get attacked by the dog next door dog, yep. and then Megan like kills said dog, all to protect the girl, yep. all to protect the little girl, and then that freaking bully kid, that bully yep. kid, that bully kid, he was a straight up psycho, like what? Yeah, psychopath. That bully kid was actually the most one-dimensional character in the script. Very, but he had uh, to be. The neighbor was actually pretty one-dimensional, too. The yeah. bully kid had Which to be one-dimensional. because you Kind of so was the boss, but you know his motivations. The bully kid had to be one-dimensional because <laughs> I think... <laughs> let me say this one more. The bully kid had to be one-dimensional because still watching kids die on screen isn't something that anyone should ever see. Right. Like, True. If you put any more humanity into that boy, no, and they would... and they put him in a a like he was gonna rape the mannequin kind of yeah power yeah, position weird. over her. You're like, you, there's no way, regardless almost, of age, that you almost had to do that, or else yeah. him getting hit by that truck would not have felt the way they wanted. But it's also to a kid. It, it's an image of a kid killing a kid, so that's a little more okay. A robot killing a kid, which well, is never okay. Like <laughs> Um, and then yeah, like 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 you know, Megan is is like, yo, I'm setting this course, and then freaking Gemma's realizing the attachment's too strong, not because any things that Megan are doing are suspicious, but it's really this this her freaking niece's attachment to Megan that's like, yeah, yeah it was, this is too much. But and that then, was also what's so nice about was the progression of the violence. Like it was so in Megan's core programming that, of course, when we saw what the dog did. There's no way we didn't uh, identify that Megan's doing the right thing. Right. She's doing exactly what she's supposed to do. And then the kid obviously hits her, beats the other person, and starts to rape the dummy. So you're like, all right, you gotta he's go. got to go. And, so the, and, then the, and then the the neighbor was a natural progression. You're like, right. she's the next threat, and she's actually being threatening. Which yeah. and, and this is what I enjoyed at the end. When Megan has Gemma, Megan's goal is not to kill her and get rid of her. We we will parent her together. Yeah. Like in, in, in a stereotypical film, I'm gonna kill you so I can have her all to myself. That was not Megan's plan until Gemma like tried to hurt her. And Megan, I think there's there is a problem with the third act of this film, though. For me, that's where the film kind of when she started killing the boss and like doing some of the other stuff and blew up the building and you're like, this is where the, she just, she grabbed the the paper cutter that was randomly in the middle of the hallway. Don't know why. I think she just did it just to do it. Just did it. There really was no reason for him to die. Exactly. And why she was running. No, I think, I think I know why. I think, I think I do. She was killing like all the people that would be responsible for her showing up. Right. Like she, 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 she cut, ties with the people that have control over her so she can like uh, mother this girl best I guess, if there are yeah. if, if this corporation is gone if, if the guy does die 
And yeah. he got murdered because, you know, she set it up like he got murdered and the guy unlived himself. Um, Is that really that's the thing? Yeah, you can't say get flagged. Yeah, deleted. So he oh, del- he's self-deleted. Um, yes. So, yeah. and then and, but, but at the end, Megan, in any other stereotypical film, she would have tried to kill the aunt and take her place. But here it's like, no, we'll work together. She needs us. You're focused on your work. That's what you're good at. You do that and I'll be her mother. I'll do that. And it wasn't until Gemma like tried to like hurt her. Don't try to hurt her. But let me back. Let me go backwards. This is this is when the movie for me hit the height of amazing proportions. Okay. She started dancing for no reason, and I loved it. I don't know why she started. I don't know. I don't know why she started dancing. Rich. I, I had to rewind. I had to rewind it and go. Why did she just get it? She got it, and I'm like, what an amazing, ridiculous choice that Man. was. <laughs> my my thing was that I like how they showed the dependence of technology for 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 young kids or kids in general and honestly for people because I've yeah. seen I've seen videos of kids throwing tantrums when you when you take like their Xbox away or their their PlayStation yeah. or their like their their iPad like and that's what she did pretty much when she tried to take Megan away like she you know pretty much adapted her but yeah. she also took away the only coping mechanism she gave her. Like yeah, if true. she was there for her, it might have yeah. been a different response. But it's like you, you, you allowed my, you, you allowed this thing to help me work through my grief, and now you're taking it away. Yeah, and, well, and you felt that you felt that was going to come when she when she gave her the uh, the iPad at the beginning. She was like, "There's no screen time," because her parent because oh, her parents yeah. set that up at the beginning. It was like, "Okay, you know, time to put that down." And mm-hmm. yeah, so you kind of felt that that's where that was going to go. And the psychiatrist talking to Gemma saying like. Oh, that's another one-dimensional character. Yeah. It was actually a Wait, lot of one-dimensional side she was, characters. She was one-dimensional, but in the second act, she was great because she was like, "You're letting her tuck her in. You're letting the doll yeah. do the things like that." Was pretty strong, but she me. didn't need to come on as she felt almost. Vill- I'm talking about the psychiatrist in her opening scene. Yeah, that felt was a bit almost yeah. villainish, and yeah. you're like, "We don't need it." There's she's, enough emotional drama in the scene where we don't need her to be depicted that way right off a jump. She felt like child protective services. Not saying that every CPS worker is like this, but it felt like they come in to investigate whether this is a safe place for the child versus right. I'm helping you create a safe environment. Right. Right. And but she wasn't CPS. She was She was supposed to be helping them. Just create a child's environment. Now she was she was there to observe whether or not the new mom was going to be able to mother appropriately, but but she was there to just, help give tools. It was, like it was, it was spoon fed con conflict, though. It was unnecessary. It was unnecessary. You know yeah. what else was unnecessary? Opening up the toys, man. Oh man, I, I love that part because every geek was like, "Ah, right. don't open that." <laughs> I was just cringing, boy. I was like, "Ah, no." But it. that also didn't make sense to me. It's like. If someone came into my environment and it's my home, I don't care who they are. I would just it's a, it's a it's a non thing thing. That one stays in a box. It's collectible. But, it's okay. You don't understand it. But the reason why it works here and it does it's part of the conflict that's not necessary is that Gemma is so guilty and so neglectful. That's why she's willing to open it. She knows she's whack. Mm. But then, that's why. but but she also didn't play it off. It wasn't captured in a way i don't know whether that's directorial or performance where it's captured in a way where 
we already know from the two scenes earlier that these are not toys and they matter to you so that when you open it, you don't have to overly emote to let me know that it's a bad thing for you, right? You would cover, you would naturally as a human want to cover that, especially if you're doing it in front of someone, you're not going to open a box angrily. Fine. Let's just open it. We, it's fine. We can play with it. You know, you'd be mm. like, no, no, it's you'd hide it. You'd hide but, that better. But to me, I'm not saying it was executed well. It worked because I think this character lacks those social skills. Yes. He doesn't deal with humans. Like she doesn't, yeah. she, she isn't, we're artists. Like we're, 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 we do, we do a podcast where we talk to each other. Like she, she deals with numbers. She doesn't have the facilities. To boards, yeah. yeah, she, I get she, that. I get that in the script, but I didn't really get that in the performance. So much. I'm not saying it was executed. Well, I'm, because I'm, her, I mean, and I, and it, I think as an actress, she really pops off the camera. She pops off the page in a way where she's very inviting and um, she's a good listener. You know, you could tell that she was a good listener. Yeah. Well, but this was interesting because her character is probably not a good listener. And that was the conflict. That was a, that was a disconnect for me because her as an actress, I saw her really taking the kid in. Yeah. But her on paper seemed like they're wanting to be. She should not be taking the kid in. Yeah, I mean, other than you give me a prop and I'm looking at my phone, that is a clear visual indication that I'm I've got a block. But every time she focused on the actress, there was such a. But I, I, I guess I guess that's that's the hard part. That's the hard actors work in this film. Yeah, you don't want to be stereotypically disconnected because right. she's still your niece and your sister still died. You're still human, right. but I need to be disconnected enough for the story to work. It's like how do you, it's almost like it's a I give you I give you different versions of every take and you guys figure out what you want because it's it can be either it can be everything, mm-hmm. um, but when she danced though yeah yeah the hallway was nice but I but I didn't really appreciate the the running like a dog animal in the forest thing other than the fact that I, I got cool maybe, maybe you're just trying to do it to really freak the kid out I thought that give it up she certainly yes. wasn't running faster. You but don't run faster. As a human, you don't run faster when you run like a dog. You just don't. No, but all yeah, fours, right. you run faster. So maybe instead of like giving her if super you're an, speed. If you're an animal that runs on all fours, yes, you run faster. If you're a she biped. Ran faster. Run. She ran faster. She ran faster, though. This was a robot. People may not run as fast as dogs on all fours, but this is a robot. Like I feel like she would have ran she fast no matter her how limbs. She She's did. like, I got four limbs. <laughs> I can use them. I give it a pass. That's <laughs> So the dance, though. <laughs> what Lawrence is obsessing about is there is a scene. The, the owner of the company is looking for Megan um, as everything's starting to hit the fan and this big event's supposed to happen. He's like, where is this robot? She's supposed to be on stage. Can't find her anywhere. And he turns the corner and there she is at the far end of the hallway, just standing stationary. And he's like, what are you doing here? And she, without saying a word, she breaks in uh, and it's and it is it is uh effectively Weird. creepy and with her with and then she she starts walking forward busts off the uh paper cutter arm and that dude's face was his performance is priceless though by the way he was great he's like mm. he went through every stage of confusion then yep. fear then <laughs> yep what's just running what are you doing <laughs> and how big was that hallway oh my god like yeah, how many I mean, turns are in that building it's a lot of turns yeah. 
I read what the directors had to say about the dance. I, I need to know why this choice. Where the heck did this come from? And I don't think they had one. I think they were like, it was a great way for her to distract him before she killed him. I'm like, she could have killed had him nothing, with that. I, that had nothing to do with distraction. Y'all are crazy. I think they also like, you know, this is going to go viral. Like, you know, TikTok oh. is going to do this. If this movie's successful, yeah. we're going to do this dance. You can say See, the way the way I read the moment though was, and you had seen it in Megan's character. The robot's character is there were little moments where she would mess with a person because she was aware of sarcasm. She was aware of these other mm. ways we interact with people, and so yeah. it. And it's not the first time we saw her specifically do something that would throw a person off or jar them. On so when purpose, she, yeah. On yeah. Purpose. So when she broke into the dance. The way I read it was she it's the most human. She is enjoying messing with the guy and getting him real off balance. Not as like a distraction, but because I'm gonna kill well, you and I know I'm gonna do she's it. built she was built to interpret behavior yes. and then do things to make you feel. She was built to make you feel good, but mm-hmm. she's built to make you feel. But you also know that she has she had access to anything that's ever been accessible throughout time because we know that when she's exposed to the concept of death she just does a really quick data search via the internet which is she's connected to and suddenly she understands all the elements and facets of it so clearly she's seen every horror movie that's ever been done or has read every book that's ever been written she wasn't programmed to know how to play the piano she learned how to play the piano through Just taking in data, and you're right. And then Jack, made the choice to sit in the dark and play it. Made because she knows that's going to freak you out. <laughs> yeah, she did think you're right because she would like she would be like Jim would be like Megan, don't do this, and she would go, well, why not? Sure? And that was so yeah. freaky, like her just tilting her head and asking, "Are you sure?" The best moment for me was when uh, Gemma said, "Megan, shut off, shut power down," and she goes, "Okay, but do we really want to do that right now?" And you're like, what? Now, Jack, to me, I know we said child's play. We've seen this before. But those are also the scary. Not they're not big, scary moments. But those are the moments that make me lean in. Like, that is interesting. Yeah, she's because that that. that also makes you wonder how long has she actually had that option? And she's just been faking like she's powered down. I Mm. think. Yeah, I think she probably powered down once. (laughs) It was never really powered down again. I think. The first time she powered down was because they they also had that accident inside the lab where she kind of like short short circuited mm-hmm. after yeah. after the first one when they yeah. kind of like hooking her up. So I think that's kind of messed with that. Well, option. we know she wasn't powered down in one of the early scenes where she was sitting at the kitchen table and she said power down, and then she, the woman gave her attention to the kid, and we saw Megan's eyes kind of look up for a mm-hmm. second. So we knew she wasn't powering down on that scene. We saw when the dog attacked her. Sparks yeah. start to go in her head. Yeah, and I was like, "Is that, that never the thing? really that never really played out?" Right. I was wondering if that was the thing that made her like a like the fail safe switch broke or yeah. something. But the, yeah, right. they, they never leaned into it. Which I thought would have been actually. They, I think they might have wanted to lean more into that because that's your plausible deniability factor in there, right? It's also it's a hat in a hat. We've seen that in how many movies where the robot right. got dinged and now I'm going to kill you. But I think their, their their thing is like she wasn't created to kill. She shouldn't have that ability. Not realizing they created this freaking processor 
that can make its own changes as right. it's it, going. It worked out updating. Because you gave it the one goal is take care of this child. Right. Which I guess does make the end kind of weird. She it should not be make, able to kill her. Right. Regardless of how angry she gets towards the kid, her... Yeah, I agree. And that's why I said there's problems with the third act because even if she wanted to kill the kid, her own self-preservation should have yeah. never trumped her primary protocol, which was care for the kid. Right. So there's a weird thing. If she wanted they to kill the save second, that line that she gave to the aunt, where she was like, I know I can't kill you because if I kill you, that messes everything up. But you could be paralyzed. She should have gave that to the girl. girl. She should have gave that to the girl. Oh, yeah. I, I, I can't agree. kill you. But I can make it so I can easily take care of you. <laughs> right. I, I absolutely agree. That would have made way more sense because then she would have been the eternal caretaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah, and that's I what I'm saying. I felt like the third act was rushed or they needed more explosions or they wanted to amp up the horror theme of it. And they just the fight. Yeah, um, and sometimes you lose, you lose a little bit of the logic of the story in that third act. Which to me is like... Because the writer, I think she killed it. And I felt like the fact that we have what we have is probably them fighting to keep what we have in. Yeah. They might have had the ending that we're talking about. But the studio's like, no, yeah. we need two robots fighting it. <laughs> like, give us. <laughs> and she's like, it's a deeper story. And they're like. You know what's really funny, Lawrence? You, uh, you're the only one who's going to know what I'm talking about between the two of you and anyone who's, you know, all 13 of you watching this video or listening to the podcast. Peter. My buddy mm -hmm. Peter mm -hmm. um, wrote a script like two years ago that I read, and yo, I'm not kidding. Is literally beat for beat Megan, mm -hmm. and and I was telling him the same thing when I read it a couple years ago. I was like, man, I don't know about this third act where you have the these two robots eventually have to battle it out, and it's kind of this very similar story. And he was like but that's how these Hollywood movies kind of always resolve themselves. And if you go the more indie film heartfelt storytelling route, you're probably going to get redirected to have the big battle scene anyway. And so it's mm -hmm. like, yeah, I understood mm -hmm. where he's coming from, but it was like, you got this real heartfelt story that just happens to be about freaking robots become sentient, you know, and mm -hmm. doing the moral right thing and stuff. But does it always lead to a showdown in Hollywood? Yeah. Yeah. It's like every Marvel film is going to have lasers in the sky or something. It's like, it's a thing. And I, I and, and this could have easily not had it, but you still would have needed, you would have needed something. It couldn't yeah. just be a conversation in the credits roll. Mm. You needed something. Yeah. yeah. The question is how you flip it. Because, and I think that, I think the, the sad thing is ultimately the easy choice was made. The robot goes feral and you have to put it down. Mm -hmm. Where I think the more interesting problem that the writer and the director could have tried to have solved was how can the robot do that without betraying its one code that was actually imprinted, protect right. the girl at all cost. Right, and I right. think that if they had stayed true to that and still figured a way how to end their film, it would have been a more interesting... Now, ultimately, the, the piece is about... Um, Loss, overcoming loss, grief, and, you know, the Gemma and... What's the girl's name? I forget the little one's name. Mm. <laughs> um, you gotta look that up. Um, 
But you know, the, those are the two characters that have a Katie, an arc. Katie. Those are the two characters that have an arc that need to change, and they both do by the end of it. You see Gemma learns how to be uh, Yeah. <laughs> what the hell was that? That's my one. Sorry about that. Yes. Awesome. Unacceptable. Um, yeah. I will say that the ending that I wanted was Katie allows Megan to paralyze her aunt. Ooh. And it ends well, with been... Megan and Katie like hand in hand. That would have been a more interesting. That would have been, been a darker ending, yeah. Because at the Sorry. end of the day, right or wrong, Megan was the one that was there for her when her mother and father died. Mm. At the end of the day, Megan. And I, I would have had to, man, it's easy to direct the film after you've watched it. So I would have had her go, so you're making all these choices this whole time? And Megan says, yep. Yeah. So you chose to keep my most precious story. So you chose to sing to me at night to fall asleep. That wasn't because they made you. That was your choice. And Megan goes, yeah, easy answer. <laughs> easy answer between you and my aunt. Easy freaking answer. You're telling me you chose to take care of me, not you weren't made to? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only problem with paralyzing her, she would still need a guardian. Megan can speak as her. They can, they can, they can, we can, we can weaken that Bernie's quit. this, Rich. <laughs> we can weaken that Bernie's this what? whole thing. <laughs> now you're making up some other stuff, right? Yeah, that, that, was my, mean, that was my only thing because I. Because I thought that that might have been a route they would have went. They would they would have paralyzed the girls. And I was as as I was sitting there, I'm like, no, nah, they can't paralyze her because they would they would need her to actually be there to talk to like officials and whatnot. Mm-hmm. To like be it opens up a whole nother can of worms, but yeah. it, at least it would have stayed true to the primary directive. Right. You know? Megan and, pulled off the kid's ear in the woods and let him get hit by a car, and then the police found the ear, and it was like it went from an accident to a homicide. She's not great at this. Like her, no. I, they already set up. Like her plan may not be great, but it's good enough for a ten-year-old girl to think it's good, and, and that's all we need. Ten-year-old girl I... thinks, yeah, paralyze her and take her place. Great. Obviously, y'all didn't think this through, but that's okay. Right. You just got to convince the child it's a good idea. I gotta say, segue. That police officer's cameo might have been the best cameo in the whole film. He came in like, yeah, so. Um, Kid died. What did he say? So, he said, I like, don't it was know. A joke. Everything about it was like, he was like, he was <laughs> oh, yeah, it was a homicide. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not what I'm even talking about, yeah. you know? No, like, I'm not. You're de- he was he had one scene and he came no in sense. ready to play. It was great. Um, he was like, a, not even a very good cop, but he might have been a good cop. He's clearly the detective, but <laughs> it was clear to me through his performance, it was clear to me that this town does not have that many homicides. You don't do this all the time. Mm. And but now he was so chill about it. He was very nonchalant about the whole thing. It's a sociopath. It's a bunch of sociopaths in this in this film who I mean, I want to say look, when you when you look coming from the son of a detective, you see a lot and just police officers in general, these they see a lot of stuff and sometimes they'll be sitting there in the middle of a crime scene or just a scene that involved death and just be like, "Yeah, so what what are we doing for lunch?" And so they're literally maybe talking about lunch. He's dealt with a lot of homicides. Yeah, Maybe he's not being, small yeah, town. being a detective, you you kind of you kind of have to mentally overcome the gruesomeness that you see, and like, uh, yeah, that's you good. see that in um, Grey's Anatomy. The surgeons are working on this guy, blood spurting out there. Yeah, they're talking about lunch. It's like this is just yeah. a Tuesday. 
like, right, yeah, like even ERs and whatnot. Like you, you gotta find a way to kind of overcome that so you can continue doing your job, or it's going to eat you up and you're going to end up quitting. You can't, job. yeah, you, yeah, you're built different. Yeah. You're right. What was weird about it is he, he's talking about the kid who accidentally died, but then he so specifically drops the information about the piece of the ear being found. So it was clearly a murder, but he didn't have an ulterior motive for saying it. You know, he wasn't angling. He just kind of said it. It was a very funny scene. Because she was like, are you suggesting so you, that I'm, that, Oh no, that, no, no, that no, they're no. connected. He's like, no, 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 no. And it's a homicide now. Cause we found a piece of the ear. Anyway, right. <laughs> it's fun. Um, not to labor this any longer, guys. What do you give this thing, man? What do you rate this thing? I mean, it was mid for me. I'm giving it a five. I was going to say five or six. Man. Uh, so let me go 5.5. 5. This is a, this is a, this is probably like, I want to, uh, mm-hmm. it's a seven within the world it lives in, in just the genre at large. It's a six five for me. Did you say 6.5? I say 6.5. But like within killer doll genre, it's a strong seven for me. (laughs) He just likes to dance. Anyway. The dance. Rich, I've watched it so many times online. I'm like, why does she dance? Why was she so good? And then Aubrey, um, what's her name from Parks and Rec? Aubrey Dollar. Aubrey, you know the actress. Mm -hmm. They did a whole thing on SNL. Where they begging doing a dance. This thing has become it's a thing now, Rich. Yeah, that, was a thing. that was like a, one should... of the one of the marketing plays. They were like hiring people to, to dress up as her and like dance yeah. in the theaters. We and like I think dance. in the football game. The, the three no. of us, three brothers and a shot of milk should do the nope. begging, and then we could do the nope. Wednesday dance. And no. then we go viral. White guys <laughs> don't typically have good rhythm. That makes it even more viral. <laughs> there it is, Jack. I love it. You're on YouTube right now. So collectively, we've given it a uh, 5.6 repeating. So we can either round that to a 6 or call it a 5.5. 5.5. Yeah. That sucks, guys. It's better than a 5.5. Y'all are tripping. Well, Chris might have given it like a 10. I mean, he did give... This thing was so great! (laughs) A 5.5. You guys are tripping. This thing was... For what it was, it's better than just average. Just better than just above average. It just nah, became predictable, like a, man. It's, it's like a five point five six. It is like a six. It's a, it's like a six, you know. But it's like, uh, um, well, you know, like uh, I am legend. You know, it's not no, great film. I am legend. Will Smith was great. No, wait, hold the. I am legend a seven six. minimum. You crazy? That's yeah, like okay. Then it's six sevens in that ball. It's not better than a seven though. Will Smith is better than a seven. It, he's in it by himself. Movie. He's the yeah, movie. Like, that's what he is. That's dude. true. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know what's going on here. Jackie, crazy. You shouldn't. You should have. Will Smith up, like, was better than that movie. That's he, but he was. Look, fine. <laughs> five point five. That's Damn. fair. It's hard. Mm. <laughs> Y'all obviously wasn't moved by that dance like I was. Obviously, Definitely not. Rich was not. No. Um, uh, well, hang on, Rich. You want to give it a six for Lawrence? No, I'm sticking no. with the five. It was mid. It's a five point five, Lawrence. I tried, man. Oh, I guys, tried. You guys suck. But anyways, that's our show. Let us know what you think. Is Megan uh, five or six? And do you want to see Jordan Peele do the sequel where he plays in Megan 
and sex room. <laughs> yes. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Well, that's our freaking show. Uh, we are at a 5.5 for Megan. Um, I think it's time for some recommendations. Chris is usually the recommendation guy. He's not here, and I don't have any prepared. So I want to ask you guys. Recommendation. You can recommend one horror film for someone to watch. What would you recommend? Oh, that's a tough one. I could give you movies that are reminiscent of this movie, though. Yeah. Like, you say Child's Play. If you haven't seen Child's Play, the original, that's this. If you haven't seen Ex Machina, that's not too unsimilar to this. Puppet Master? Puppet Master. Mm. So we're just going to change the... Fine, let's change the recommendations well, question. Okay. It, well, all right, well, you're saying what's... The, but essentially, what you just asked us, Lawrence, is what's the best horror film ever made? That is a hard question to answer. That is actually fine. You bunch of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, movies like kind of related to this. Well, let's yeah, uh, yeah, let's do that. Fine, fine, fine. We'll save that for a debate. We'll save that for our debate section down the line when another horror film right. comes in like, out. See what in you like guys October. And like, I don't know, man. Horror films is dropping. Megan came out. Did it come out in October? Probably did. Anyways, yeah. nothing about January. Yeah, January. Yeah. yeah. So yes, okay. Recommendations of films in this genre, like Jack said, Child's Play, uh, Annabelle it might be the probably the scarier version. And yeah, I mean that they made the it. Right? This whole series yeah. is crazy. Um, um, Puppet Master. Puppet Master. Yeah. You ever see Puppet Master? I don't think so. It's like came out in the eighties, if I'm not mistaken, or like nineties mm-hmm. somewhere. Yeah. It's um pretty much. Puppets made by um made by a puppet master, like little marionette type puppets, but they're like oh. all different. They had different skills and sets, and like yeah, came a whole thing. First it was like spirits that were put into them, then like there was like these little it was crazy. Oh, it was right. dope. I enjoyed it. If you want a romantic comedy, you can watch the film called Mannequin, where oh. Andrew McCarthy falls in love with a mannequin okay. that comes to life when nobody else is around. Like I said, Ex Machina is a little more on point because it's about a robot, android type robot that becomes aware. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, If we're doing android robots that become aware, you can watch Terminator. You can watch The Matrix. You can watch. Yeah, Terminator is a little different because he never goes against what his programming is. Whereas if you're watching like Ex Machina, they tend to. I would say he doesn't, but eventually Skynet does. Mm. Skynet thinks on its own and then freaking drops missiles on all the countries. Um, We never really followed that kind of character as a protagonist in any of those films, though. Just the backdrop of the world. Skynet still had to go rogue. Just like the machines Um, in the Matrix went rogue. Humans is a television series that's pretty similar backdrop. You got... Yeah, his this was a lead girl's name, Gemma, I think. That's pretty good though, but it's a it's about a family of basically android robots that are living as among humans, you mm. know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that might Small be a wonder. Small wonder. <laughs> In the 80s, a doll robot came to life and was a friend yeah. of the family's called Small Wonder. It's ex- actually it might be the closest thing. 
to small Megan. Small wonder. Remember small wonder? I remember small and wonder. And they would yeah. open up her back because they got to fix like something yeah. little wrong in her. Small wonder. Well, those have been the recommendations. <laughs> those Maybe are the next recommendations. Week we'll have Chris. Watch them. So that's our freaking show. Hope you had a good time. You can catch us when they go on YouTube. We got a YouTube channel, guys. Three brothers and a shout out. Put up the playlist. We got unboxings. We got toy reviews. We got video game streams. And then we got other reviews just like this. And if you if you heard this, want to see how good we look talking about this, you know YouTube. And watch us talk about this. Very you can see Lawrence's ass. You can see my ass. Rich, stop looking at my ass. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> um, and then we also on Instagram, we're on TikTok, hit us up on social media. Let us know your thoughts about Megan. We'll see you same bad time. Same bad channel. Where is Chris? We'll see you um, with, it is, uh, same bad time. <laughs> you messing up. Look at you. <laughs> same bad channel. Wow. Peace. You sound far away. Sound like you're on your your um, laptop mic. Still? Yeah. Get closer. Talk closer. Rich, well, actually, bring the bring the bring the mic closer to you. No, I'm not messing with you. I what? will not. Oh, do, doesn't he sound like a little? Is it me? It might be. Yeah. Me. Okay. Whatever. All right. Whatever. Do I sound far away, Jack? Or is he just trying to like put me in a compromising position? No, that's interesting. Yeah. Get closer to the mic. All right. I'm done with y'all. I was being serious, but you know, hey, listen, y'all. Uh...